a Highline podcast. No normal people. My friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. Hello, my precious little BBs. I am your host, Dixie Lee Henning. Mm, I can enter this vibe. <laughs> I listen to a podcast called Jordan Jesse Go, and uh, Jordan always comes on, or he sometimes comes on with a character that he calls Tea Drinking Hippie. Tea Drinking Hippie. And he just does a lot of, mm, yes, yummy. Mm, yes, queen. Just got some my, my herbal tea oh my gosh, for the guys. evening. Ew. Let's talk about this podcast. Yes. Welcome to No Normal People. <laughs> this is, wait, I'm going to put this a is a back. Show. Wait, 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 gotta, No, I'm going to do it. I gotta, I'm going to, I get you're it. You're going to do it this I'm time? I'm going to get it. This is a show where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that they're really are no normal people in your life why do you always <laughs> try it with like you're like about to laugh all the time because it's not i funny. don't remember it while i'm saying it let, well then let me try it at this low key level okay okay this is a podcast is, where we prove nice. that the more you get to know the normal people in your life mm. you discover that there really are yes. no normal people in your yes. life yes preach yes mm, mm. yummy yes some Thank Earl Grey up in here. Dixie, we're riding this energy because we are so, so serene. High. We are just. You could say that we're on a high line. Oh, Network. nice. <laughs> yes. Well, so the cat's out of the bag what? and Where? the birds are chirping literally for the High Line Network. We're out. We're doing it. It's like the big old um, plus I'm one. Coming. Unknown normal people. It's Ow. normal people podcasting in normal places. Normal people? Because we don't need to sign to Spotify to have a show. Nah. We also don't need Suck to live in Spotify. LA or New York no. to be podcasters. I mean. And we know this because we're doing it. The, Look at us go. We did it. Look at Look us at go. Us we're doing live it our with life. the Highline Network. Uh, you can peruse all the Highline information online. The at website. network. Thank you. I did it. <laughs> it's a real let's bring back the really chill okay. vibe because you're you 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 know you go between this mm, yummy vibe and then you like and oh then you gosh. shift Ew, David. <laughs> well maybe you do it in this vibe too but you yeah. shift to interrupting me i in almost everything okay but if it if we didn't have the mics on it would be reversed highline.network <laughs> is the place to check out we're also recording hey, out Perhaps we we are also perhaps recording the last bit of audio we ever will in this building because on Wednesday morning, yeah, a day after this episode comes out, a day after we tomorrow, are signing the cloning cloning <laughs> cloning. We're cloning. We are signing a sheep. The closing papers <laughs> for our new home, new studio. Who dis? Also, new address in our new home. Our address. It. I'm just kidding. I'm we are buying our first place. We've always been renters. Yeah, for we're our basically life. gonna create our own bliss. We. Is that what you want to call we're it? We're buying our bliss. I think our cat hates this energy because he's, yeah, he's like definitely. clawing at the door trying to get out. <laughs> There's no escape. Eeyore, it's fine. Just chill out. Okay. On so- another also chill note. If you haven't tried it yet, we have some dope beans. Coffee oh, beans. Oh, yes. This coffee is beans. the No Normal People coffee blend. Yeah. The store has moved. You can no longer visit nonormalpeople.com. You can't go there anymore. <laughs> you can find the coffee now at highline.network slash shop. Shop. Look at that. Sh- is it Consolidating. shop like American shop or is it like no, shoppy? it's not a shoppy. <laughs> um, Shop-a-pay. We should definitely change it no. to shoppy. We're not going to do that. Um, Babe, it is more chill. We are getting more orders than we expected, to be honest, yeah. for the coffee, and we are very excited about it. 
so thankful for you people trying it out. We just shipped some more to Seattle yep. for a lease, mm-hmm. and we shipped a few bags out to Denver for our friends Alex. <gasps> Alex! And Katie oh and my the gosh, Falkenbergs. Alex. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. So <laughs> the coffee is fresh. Pour yeah. yourself a cup and join Pour us you. You for just, no normal people. Just drip and sip, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is... We're we're on dangerous territory of becoming the parody of NPR that Parks and Rec does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> August Leibowitz Clementine. Yeah, very I solid. I said the last word. Welcome to Thoughts. For, for your, your thoughts. thoughts. He's away hey. tracking the migration patterns of our nation's squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Is very good. Well, if you can't tell, Dixie and I are just so hyped. Dixie, you got a job recently. I got a job. And it's absolutely in your it's wheelhouse. It's like totally my thing. Look at you go. Like, what are you? It, I have to go back into the chill voice. Okay, bring it back. It is like so chill. Absolutely. Like Let... I'm totally going to rock it. And like everybody is going to be like, Dixie, oh my gosh, you are so great for this job. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. I should talk like this more often. Should you? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I... Real humans talk like that. Yeah. There are real humans on hey, the earth. Well that talk like that we can make a little bit of fun of them but also like they're normal people too and maybe we could get one on the podcast oh man that'd Ooh. be real hard for you i don't know maybe. if i you could would just laugh. i would just start talking like that okay that's just <laughs> mean. Like, oh my gosh yes queen oh my gosh <laughs> good gravy our intent is never to make it fun of anyone on unless you're people. named craig or you talk like that oh those are the two those are the two <laughs> so far Steven won't make fun of you. I yes. cannot make any promises. I will try and temper <laughs> your energy. Hey, we should introduce our guest on the podcast yes, today. Yes, please. Our guest is my new friend, Zach, Zach Sharp. He's sharp. And his name is Zach. Yes. Is it sharp with an E? Or like is it Sharpie? Sharpie? Yeah. Like Sharpie? You're bringing like the Sharpie yeah, joke was, back to the Sharpie. Yeah, no, was, it's not actually. It's just Sharp. Yeah. Is it C-H-A-R-P? Nope. S-H-A-R-P. Why are you trying to make I'm it I'm just difficult? trying to help the people, you know, get get the answers that they need. They saw need. it when they clicked on the episode. <laughs> when they tapped the episode on their phone. I they don't know read, why I was like. title no, the episode with the people's names. It is actually, it's explicitly not a picture. It's a picture on Instagram, but even then I put the name. What are you thinking? I don't even listen to our podcast, so I don't know. I know. It's a little disappointing. It's but fine. Back to I Zach. I listen to Rabble. I got to know Zach. Zach, in fact, was the very first guest that signed up on our submission form. Yes. Just asking to be part of the podcast. Definitely. You had a wild migraine that Guys, day. okay, let's Classics. just talk about this Do we quick. have to? No, just like real quick, okay. because I feel like a bunch of people are like, Dixie, why aren't you on the show like ever? I have the worst migraines and they hit me at the exact wrong time. <laughs> like they're always like. I hear that. <laughs> Yeah. I swear I never planned this. I've never missed an interview because I don't like someone unless, you know, you're like Alex Falcongrove. No, like you were on that interview. I know, what are you even talking about? That's why it's funny. Okay. <laughs> but I get really bad migraines. Anyway, I'm really upset that I missed this this interview. Zach so. was a delight. I yeah. had so much fun. It was my first time interviewing a complete stranger to me. Mm-hmm. And that might come out in my energy. Like, I, I was actually nervous to interview Zach just because, like, I know nothing about it. Like, before Zach, everyone else we had ever talked to was acquaintances. Were people, of some kind. like, I had background with yeah. at least, like, something in common. But, like, I went into Zach's interview cold and it was a delight. And you came out warm. It was so good because, Zach, because of the warm conversation. Zach is on our barista train, he's a barista <gasps> nice. here in Billings. At a wonderful Starbucks store. Absolutely. So we bonded over fast food coffee, like Starbucks and City Brew. It was a good time. Um, I wanted to particularly say that I I loved this interview. I'm kind of on this train. I I wrote about this after our interview with Tiffany Thorpe Mm -hmm. about how I think I'm realizing in No Normal People, like the actual voice is what I find compelling about podcasting. And she mm-hmm. talks all about like reclaiming her voice after losing territory. Yeah. She helped crystallize for me what it means to have our voice. 
And that's what I love about podcasting so much is like normal people get a voice on our podcast to talk about what matters to them and what they care about. I wanted to highlight Zach in particular because we're kind of on this train about like taking our voices and using them. So when Zach was born, he was diagnosed with dyspraxia. Um, Could you explain what that is? He explains it a little bit in the podcast. Okay. Essentially, there was a brief moment where oxygen was cut off from his brain Mm. and it set up neurological irregularities in his development. So it does manifest itself in a slight speech disability for Zach. And I didn't learn this until like 20 minutes into our call. (laughs) And when he told me, I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, I just, if he'd permit me to say it, I like, I'm so proud of Zach for choosing to be on a podcast and like Mm -hmm. embracing his voice and saying like, yeah, the disability is part of my life. But yeah, he actually says it in the podcast. He's like, yeah, I, I mean, you can try and help me by like maybe not interrupting me, but it's my normal. Like, I'm just having a conversation. Right. This is my normal. Mm-hmm. And I just it was it was a wonderful experience for me where even my own preconceptions about what quote unquote normal is. Yep. Like our whole show is literally to highlight that no there is normal no normal. People. But then when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, you absolutely. schooled me, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> my man. Oh, it's so it's such a delight. You learn something new every day. Yes. Yeah. It was a blast. <laughs> uh, he is friends with. Our friend Josh. Yeah. And uh, he. One of those hosts on Ravel. One of those Ravel hosts. Also on the Highline Network. But uh, we digress. He's friends with Josh. He went to quite a few beer philosophy events back before our time. Yeah. The one time we went. But he also went to Rocky Mountain College. What? Like, I feel like I just missed him, basically. (laughs) What the heck? Made me very sad. (laughs) But, uh, oh my gosh. This interview with Zach shattered so many expectations of mine. I also read about this a while ago, but like we need a better word than strangers because mm-hmm. Zach isn't a stranger to me. He's just, he's a newcomer or a guest. I mean, we talk about them being guests, sure. but Zach is here. I'm proud of him. Yeah. It was a fantastic conversation. Now, my precious little beautiful hedgehogs. Yes. Yummy. Let us mm. immerse ourselves into the beauty of this episode with Zach Sharp. Here we go. <laughs> Yummy. Mmm, yummy. Oh, gross. I feel gross. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) All right, then. We are going to get started with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. These are either or questions. Just go with your gut. No need to uh, explain your answers at all. I'm just curious which one you go for. Here we go. Homebody or free spirit? Homebody. Spender or saver? Saver. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Books or movies? Movies, but only if I read the book first. Introvert or extrovert? Definitely more introverted. Change or consistency? Consistency, but I learned that through change. Shows or movies? Definitely shows. Video games or board games? Board games. Are you task-oriented or people-oriented? Task-oriented. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. (laughs) Passenger or driver? Driver. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Handshakes or hugs? Hugs. And finally, phone calls or texts? Phone calls. Now we're going to get into more of some of the open-ended icebreakers, what you're into. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's start with, it's a new question for us. We're asking, what is your favorite failure? What is a failure in your life that either taught you something or that you hold on to as something you look back on um, almost with like a, a sweetness to it. So I did a program right out of college called the world race. And it's an 11 month, 11 country mission trip. But for me, I only got to five countries 
of the 11 and only did ministry in four of those five. I learned so much about myself that, like, it set me up to... It set rhythms and systems in my life in place that I have continued to stick to. And and we'll get into more of that later. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so more on the icebreakers here. What are foods you will never eat? You know, I, I'm not... A- very picky eater. I will try pretty much anything at least once. What is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? So, so you know, uh, the and when a lot of NBA players wore sleeves on their shooting arms. Mm-hmm. Well, I was unfortunate enough to think that was really cool and <laughs> so I would make my own sleeve for my own arm and there's actually a picture of me in a baseball uniform oh no with, oh no with, with a, with a cut up sock on my arm because I wanted to be like I wanted to be cool like NBA <laughs> players and baseball players. Who would you call your best friend, Zach? Well, I have seasons of best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, in, in different seasons of life, I've had different friends, different best friends. Right. Uh, but overall, I would say probably Sam Wilson whom I went to college with, we've, we've been, we've intentionally been like keeping up with each other. Do you have a collection of anything? A collection of anything. I collect baseball knowledge. Baseball knowledge. I follow baseball and I mean, I mean, I'm just a wealth of baseball knowledge. (laughs) Okay, this this might be a give me question then because I was ready to ask what's your favorite sport or physical activity? So my favorite sport to So my favorite sport is baseball and my favorite physical activity is soccer or running. Soccer, frisbee or running. Oh, okay. So you like watching baseball, you play soccer, frisbee and you like to run. Yes. I'm training for a marathon right now. That is dedication. I admire that. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do by yourself? My favorite thing to do by myself is probably watch Star Trek and or Mm. something on Netflix. Nice. And or Survivor. What is your favorite candy? I'm going to go with Twix. Twix. What's your favorite snack? Probably Nature Valley granola bars. What's your favorite morning drink? My favorite morning drink. See, I work for a coffee shop, and uh-huh. I feel like the give. I feel like the give me answer is coffee. Sure, but I don't want to go with coffee, so I'm going to go with water. Water. Water is like life. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. What would you consider your proudest accomplishment? My proudest accomplishment is probably getting my own apartment. All right, finally for the icebreakers here, Zach. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? 100% a soccer player. Did you grow up watching soccer a lot? I did not. I grew up, well, I grew up uh, playing soccer. Oh, okay. I grew up playing soccer and watching my sister play soccer. Mm. Yeah, so so my sister, when she was, we've got uh, a good age gap. And so she would play fall soccer up at, 
the soccer fields uh, on the north side of the valley we grew up in. Mm, mm-hmm. And I always wanted to play. And then I played for 14 years from the time I was four to the time I was uh, 18. Wow. All the way through high school, huh? Yeah, all the way through high school at that uh, local soccer league. Well, so Zach, with the icebreaker questions over here, I'm so excited to get to know you some more. I, You and I just met a few minutes ago when we hopped on Discord here. You were one of our first uh, guests that went ahead and signed up on the website. And I'm so excited to get to meet you, and I'm so excited to get to know you. So let's get started here. Zach Sharp, would you please, would you tell me about where you grew up and what your family was like growing up? So as I mentioned before, I have an older sister. Almost, She's almost seven years older than me. And uh, so she's 31. I'm 25 mm-hmm. today. And so we grew up. I thought she was the coolest. She thought I was not the coolest. <laughs> and so there was a lot of fighting going on. I I uh, was born with so uh, I was born with a with a disease with a disability called dyspraxia. Hmm. which uh, means oxygen was cut off from my brain either just before birth, during birth, or just after birth. Oh, wow. And, and, and long enough, it was only for like a split second, like you snap your fingers and, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and oxy, oxygen was running back to, my brain, but I was so young that neural pathways shut down. Uh, and so, so I didn't start talking until I was three. Wow. Yeah. And, and I was all sorts of discoordinated throughout elementary school and into high school. Hmm. Grew up in a typical Christian family home kind of. I uh, was always made fun of for my for my speech problem because you know that's what kids do when you're different <laughs> is they poke fun at you. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and so I wasn't really accepted until high school at school. Really, really worked hard at my speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, did 15 years of speech therapy from the time I was three to the time I was 18. And wow. I really think that me moving off to college and going to Rocky helped me more than, more than the last four years of my speech mm. because I would like leave, I would leave out parts of syllables to words uh, and, and like smush words together and mm-hmm. I wouldn't catch it. And then in college, I, I had to make sure I was being understood by people. And so in college that started having, happening more naturally. Yeah, that's a little bit about what was what growing up was like, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm so curious. Was the is the speech therapy something that helped you just slow down and take your time? What were the hurdles that you had to overcome over the years? The hurdles were probably learning how to put like I would have thoughts in my brain that I couldn't translate into words very well. Wow. And yeah. so always always find like like now 
I'm sure you can tell I'm a little bit more nervous. Right, yeah. Uh, because I'm I'm more choppy with my words. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think when when I was more when I was littler this was what I'm doing I'm I'm doing some of this intentionally as well. Mm-hmm. But when I was littler, I would, I would get caught up on words that I would, like that, I would go back to the prior portion of the sentence and then oh, yeah. get to that spot and keep going back. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't find the words, and that's what I've had to work through. <laughs> wow, that's great. So let me ask you, as we go forward into making a podcast, well, first of all, I just want to say, like, good on you, man. I Like, if you'd permit me to say it, I'm proud of you for doing a podcast. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to come in to a medium that is dominantly like audio and dominantly speech and be ready to speak for yourself and speak about your life. I find that really admirable. So sincerely, like, thank you for being on the podcast with me. Thank you for having me. Is there anything going forward that would be more helpful for you? Should I make sure to not make noises or like demonstrate active listening just so that I'm not interrupting a train of thought? Like how, how could I, how can I help this conversation be the best for you? I, I really don't know. Okay. It's just a conversation for me. Great. It's not really anything I haven't done in my life. Fantastic. Well, we will continue to treat it that way. Bring me back to where you grew up. Where were you born and where did your family live? So I grew up, I was born in Panorama City. I California, the mm. Los Angeles area, the, the northern Los Angeles area called the Valley. I grew up in a city called Reseda. I lived there until I came out here for college. Tell me about what got you to Billings, Montana. You said you moved here for college? Yeah. So... At the end of high school, I was I was starting to look at college, really, really just thinking that you go from high school to college because that seems like the wise the wise progression of life, as you should do. Right. And so, at the time, I was really interested in being a math teacher because numbers made sense. And Mm -hmm. I went to a college fair and there was a guy, um, there was a guy named Sean from Rocky Mountain College. Shout out to Sean. He talked to me about the about uh, the teaching program and how I could get a teaching credential in in the span of four years. Mm-hmm. And I came out to visit the following May, fell in love with the city and with and and the size of Rocky really was really was helpful and nice in that it's a very small college and you're not going to get lost you're not going to get lost in the shuffle of tens of thousands of students and the services for academic success program was really great for me in helping me get all my tests set up so I so I was able to work without a time frame on my tests mm, mm-hmm. because that was like because if if you give me a test 
and tell me to take a test, I'll take your test. But if I'm starting to bump up against time, mm. I start to rush and I'm less concentrated and more focused on getting it done right. rather than getting it right. And so they really they really worked with me on having a separate space for me to take my test and like really focus in on on what what I could do well. Mm-hmm. That was also a big reason why it was to come to Rocky too was big was one, I wasn't ever gonna get lost in the shuffle and two, they had a great program for people in similar situations as myself mm-hmm. yeah. set up for me to succeed in college. That's so great. So what yeah. what year did you graduate high school and when did you move to Billings? So I graduated high school in June of 2014 and came out here in August of 2014. Okay, so right after graduation, you're out here. And it sounds like a degree in mathematics is what you pursued? Yes. Fantastic. And did you just, you, you told me before we started taping that you did graduate uh, just recently, correct? I graduated in 2018. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So recently is a relative term. <laughs> As in the last five years, yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Not so recently that I've been out of college for a couple of years. Yeah, that's that's fair. That was the wrong choice of word on my part. No, you're you're fine. Man, I feel like it's a strong possibility that we would have bumped into each other because I was a double major in math and physics. I feel like it's a strong possibility because now I'm thinking through all my professors like Toby in physics and uh, Ulrich Honch in the mathematics department. He was my favorite. So I was I was a math major for two and a half years Mm -hmm. and figured out that I didn't want to, I took calculus my sophomore year of college with Brandon Oh yeah, and realized that calculus was the base of math and realized that math was not for me in calculus. Uh Oh, okay. But I did have Toby my first year with physics, with 7M physics. Okay, so you were a math major your first two years, or did you say five semesters, something like that, two and a half years? I was, I was a math major for either three or four semesters. Okay. What was the degree you graduated with in 2018? I graduated with a business degree. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So kind of move, move departments there. Yeah. What appealed to you about business? Uh, I was a part of university on Rocky's campus. Okay. And went to Urbana. Uh, Urbana is a missions conference every three years put on by university for mm-hmm. college aged students. Uh, and kind of realized that the Bible is ambiguous. Mm, okay. Got got that got that wheel cranking that the Bible is kind of ambiguous. It can be. And yeah. it can be and not so much black and white. Sure. And realize that business is also ambiguous and less black and white. And so what does Zach Sharp do with this? <laughs> he changes his major to business and pursues a business degree. <laughs> <laughs> I see the connection there. I, I'm curious to ask if you'll permit me to uh, ask some more questions about your, your disability a little bit. Yeah. I'm curious to ask what your experience of writing papers was like in college and if you prefer writing over speaking. So writing papers was challenging. I didn't take too many English classes in college. Mm -hmm. But as I've worked 
on as I've worked on it, writing paper. I'd rather speak than write papers. Mm. You described some frustration in feeling like you had thoughts that occur to you that you struggle with translating into speaking. So I was wondering if that same translation from the thought to the written word is the same experience for you. Not really. So when I'll I'll get stuck when I'm writing something that doesn't interest me, like a book report, I'll get stuck and it just will be hard, but but it's like push it's it's not so much word based as it is idea based with a book report. Yeah. Yep. As my vocabulary has grown, it's much more idea based when I'm typing mm. yeah. that gets me caught up on things than it is like individual words. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's conveying ideas, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, th- I think it does. If you'd permit a couple more questions here, just because I, I, I'm loving this, Zach. This is, this is great. I'm learning so much about what I think is quote unquote normal. What is your experience like in your body as you kind of bump into getting caught up? Like, are there physical manifestations of it? Like, do your hands get sweaty? Do you start feeling like an elevated heart rate? What, like, are you able to notice those kind of things in the moment? So I, I think I used to get first. I think when I was little, I would be like, ah, I'm still, this doesn't work. And, and I would like shake my head and, it like visibly become mm, frustrated, mm-hmm. but as I've developed that frustration is more into me just dealing with me just saying I'm I lost my train of thought and mm. I don't I don't remember what I was about <laughs> to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it just slipped away (laughs) you're right and it it happens to me less because i know how to translate my thoughts into words now less of like i'm i'm missing a word and more of like oh i guess i just forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) okay (laughs) oh great thank you for letting me ask those questions some more of those questions zach this i'm I'm learning so much about you i think and i'm really enjoying myself yeah again like it's the normal i live in and oh it's like just nothing new Mm. (laughs) for me (laughs) that's so good that's the quote right there man it's the normal you live in i love it We're going to take a quick break and be right back to our conversation. This episode of No Normal People is brought to you by the No Normal People Coffee Blend in partnership with Revel Coffee in Billings, Montana. This bright and complex coffee will come fresh roasted to your door for you to enjoy the delicious symphony of citrus, berry, spice, and chocolate notes. Visit highline.network slash shop to enjoy a cup of coffee as normal as our podcast guests. No Normal People is supported by our generous patrons who joined us at patreon.com slash nopeoplepod. You too can join the Normal People community to gain access to our private Discord, merch store discounts, and monthly bonus episodes. If you like what you're hearing, the best way to tell us about it would be on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave us a five-star rating and a review, which helps others find the show. If you find this podcast valuable, please tell a friend about the show in person, with a text or by sharing about the show on social media. You can join us on Instagram and Twitter at NoPeoplePod. And be sure to visit our page at Highline.network, where you can sign up for our email newsletter called The Three Thought Thing. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network. 
Here's a quick preview of a recent episode from our sister show, Ravel. If you're starting to go down this track where it's this process of no longer identifying as belonging to this particular faith or a particular element of faith, that's deconversion. And deconstruction is something completely different than that. So just keep that in mind. Okay, hear me out though. I hear what you're saying. See, she's doing it again. She's doing it with the words and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a great example, though. Okay, I have two thoughts. Thought number one, I actually do think deconstruction happens a lot in theology. Like, people are using the same word, but invoking different meanings. Let's get back to our conversation. Uh, After graduation, after graduating college, talk me through the last three years. What have you been up to and what gets you to today? So, the last three years... I've lived in five countries, three different states in the U.S. I've got I've gotten a job, mm-hmm. and now I'm a barista for Starbucks in Billings, Montana. Ooh, okay. So uh, you mentioned as part of our icebreaker question for favorite failures. It sounds like this is where we get the story of you traveling to five different countries doing ministry is am i putting those stories together correctly yes okay tell me about how you got hooked up with this organization and tell me about this whole adventure you went on so the world race is an 11 month 11 country mission trip so how did you hear about this organization and what was it like uh signing up via a facebook ad it popped up on my news feed one day and I kind of was in a similar spot as I was in high school, kind of trying to figure out what was next at the end of my junior year after my senior year. And it popped up and I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I'm going to apply and see if I get it. And I applied uh, to go on the on the route that took me to Costa Rica because I always wanted to go back to Costa Rica after going there twice in high school on mission trip. So you're scheduled for man 11 countries in 11 months. That's fast paced. That yeah. feels that feels yeah. like a lot. So what what were the five that you made it to? So I I got to Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, and then we traveled from Honduras mm. to Malawi, Africa. What kind of what kind of service and what kind of things were you performing through World Race? So it was Anything from street evangelism to manual labor, we would, uh, there was a month where most of my personal ministry was uh, building a park for uh, this town called La Playa Azul, which translates to the Blue Beach. Mm. Uh, they're a beach town, uh, a little bit north of Hako, really impoverished. Yeah. Uh, there was another month where our ministry looked more like playing with kids, uh, in a little res town called Oma, which we would drive out there twice, three times a week. Uh, and we would uh, play with the kids first, soccer and like sports. And then we would, uh, a- actual, actually the kids we most uh, worked with were kids with uh, disabilities and uh, one of the kids, Moises or Moses, mm-hmm. he couldn't talk very well. Wow! Yeah, yeah. 
she was mute. So our host knew sign language and would teach him sign language. Wow. Yeah. And, and so it was more working with kids with disabilities, which brings me, me to me, which is like, cool, man. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Brought tears to my eyes. Like, I related more than anybody on my team because I, I live it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, Zach. Yeah, seriously. That's so special. Yeah. You got to relate to those kids on a level that no one else on your team could have. Yeah, and so during month four, things progressed in a way that that during month one, there was a lot of conflict between our whole team and Mm -hmm. what we were doing. And if what we were doing really mattered, Mm -hmm. like it was a big point of conflict. Wow. Yeah. And like, we got some feedback. We were, we were supposed to look for things in our team that, uh, we could then be like, hey, you can work on this mm. better. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, during our first month, we were constantly in conflict with us as a team as we were figuring out what feedback was and figured out how feedback worked. Mm. And so how it progressed for me was I was really good month one. I was kind of rolling with the punches, uh, taking things as they come, but like hiding a lot from my team because I was really frustrated Mm -hmm. and upset with outside circumstances like and so i was always in conflict within myself and not dealing with my conflict as i should and uh progress so much so that at the end of month three beginning of month four I I will I will say this of myself. I was a pathological liar. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a bad situation and at the end of month 4 my my squad leader was like, "Zach, what does it look like for you to go home?" Mm. And that was a wrestle between me and me and my desire because I wanted to go home, but I was going to stick this thing out because I finished what I start and I need to finish this thing. And when that door opened, I prayed and had like major peace wash over me and was like, yeah, I need to go home as soon as I can. <laughs> Now that we're kind of current in your story, I'm ready to pivot the conversation a little bit and talk about like what you would consider yourself passionate about or what. Yeah. I don't know. Like what could you think and talk about forever if you had the opportunity? Baseball. Oh, we're back to bait. I knew we were going to come back to baseball. (laughs) Where did the love of baseball start for you? So the love of baseball started, I would say probably in August of 2006. The Dodgers were in the middle of an 11-game winning streak, and my dad and I were over at a family friend's house, and me and my friend were flipping through channels, and we came across the Dodger game, and I was like, wait, let's, let's go back and watch this. And... The rest is kind of the rest. (laughs) What about it hooked you so deeply into the sport? 
I don't know. It it was kind of a god thing. I have a seventeen page synopsis of the twenty fifteen postseason. Wow. Which which I will not read all of it. I wrote a thing for my world race blog and the Rocky editor of the of the Rocky paper approached me and was like, hey, that's really good. Can can we use it? And so I will read just the last little bit of it. Sure, go for it. It reads God has very little to do with the outcomes of baseball games, but instead the essence in which you look at baseball, you can see parallels all over the place. For instance, all of the Kansas, all of the comebacks by Kansas City were miracles like Jesus did in the Bible. Religion and sports are all about having faith in your team, which is clearly evident in baseball because of how many games they play. Baseball at the time played 162 regular season games in 180 days. When you play that many games in that long a time, you have ups and downs and you know you and you can lose hope in and trust in anything. My definition of hope is trusting in what you do not understand or see. Hmm. I believe this is a statement that can be related to all sports, but baseball in particular. They play so many games and can go through rough patches and disbelief and still find hope because there is always a tomorrow in baseball. Life Mm. will eventually end for all of us. And where we put, where we put our faith, trust, and hope, that will determine where we will go when our tomorrows run out. Will we end up with God because we have rooted our faith in Him and live forever, much like the World Series heroes, much like World Series heroes have done? Or will we root our faith where, elsewhere and see where we end up. Understanding is irrelevant when it comes to the cross and what Jesus did us there. Just like sports are irrelevant when we die, we don't have we don't have to understand everything. We just have to understand what it means for us. There are far too many parallels to Christianity for me to find in baseball, but it does one thing for me. It helps my relationship with God grow. When I look past the game and try to understand it more, a lot of this comes from trying to understand and communicate what I see in baseball. Yeah, and and that's that's the end of the paragraph it goes on to say it goes on to talk about what i'm doing on the ring so it sounds like it sounds like a baseball serves as an allegory for you into what your life of faith is like today that that a good way to say that 100 percent. yes i'm curious then to uh to talk about that a little bit because you said you were raised in a christian home and you know, you come out here to Rocky, you start with mathematics, which is very black and white, like either the math works or it doesn't. And then you told me part of your reasoning in changing majors over to business was that you were waking up to the fact that the Bible might be more ambiguous than you were raised to believe. And then after college, you go on a missions trip and you serve in like a mission and service capacity with Christianity being the base there. So how, how has your relationship to spirituality changed and your relationship to Christianity changed? Cause I think the thing that sticks out to me 
was your statement about the Bible being more ambiguous than you thought. Yeah, I'm just curious to explore that space with you. So much like you guys do on Ravel, which is great because I've discovered that there's less good and bad and more of this is good for me, this is bad for me. Mm, Yeah, kind of like how Emily says it on Ravel, where she's constantly making sure we're reminding ourselves to ask what is life-giving. Yes, this is life-giving for me. This might not be as life-giving for you, so don't try to rest in my rest. Find what gives you rest and rest in that. What are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun? I like to run. I like to be active. Yeah. I like to get outside and go for a hike in the beautiful mountains we have. Talk to me about running. This started in high school, right? Running. So so what happened was I didn't make my high school soccer team my freshman year. and. I kind of was like, well, this sucks. I'm not doing anything outside (laughs) of playing soccer. I want to be doing something more. And so I decided, well, my mom mom and sister both were like, Zach, you should run track. You should (laughs) run track in the spring. And so I did. And... I I didn't love the event I was doing, but I I learned that spring I was not a jumper. I was a long distance runner. And so track floating, the same coach that coached track was the cross country coach. And he just assumed everyone who who came out for track who doesn't have another sport in the fall would runs cross country and so I <laughs> and so track ended and then it, it was like one day track end, ended and then the next day we're running, we're running, starting uh, training in the fall in cross country. <laughs> yeah, you, you, just, you just turn the page and keep on running. What do you do to accommodate for winter in Montana as a runner? I went for a run day in like 25 degree weather, I would say. And I, I just... I wear my long sleeve running shirt. I wear a short sleeve running shirt. I wear my running tights and running shorts. And then on top, I throw a sweatshirt on and my sweats on the bottom. So you got some <laughs> extra layers going for sure. But I notice, yeah. I notice you're not putting like a winter coat on in your description there. Is that no. just because you warm up? soon enough into your run that you don't necessarily need it anymore? You warm up in into your run and yeah. today I was almost too warm in oh and, and I and I wear my beanie and my fleece line buff and I was too warm with my beanie and fleece line buff. Mm, and gotcha. And you just you just warm up as you get the blood flowing, and it's just a run with a few extra. It, it's <laughs> just running. <laughs> it's hard to describe. No, man. I and, mean, it's just running for you. The reason I ask is like, man, it even going for a walk sometimes is challenging for me in this kind of weather. So I admire the people who can be so dedicated and so committed to go for a full run. I mean, because we all know it would be much easier to stay inside and watch Netflix and eat popcorn. But 
it yeah. is it is respectable that you get yourself off the couch and do that it through the winter. I mean, I signed up for a marathon in April and I'm kind of I'm kind of like do I really want to run this in April? And the answer some days is no, but the answer in my heart is yes. Yeah, it's one of those things that still calls to you even even if it's it's too early, it's too cold and you'd rather just like stay cozy in bed. Yeah. You know what the long-term goal is. Perfect. Yeah. Man. When your vision is long-term, your mindset isn't focused on, on necessarily today. Mm. Your mindset is focused on what can I do today to get me to my long-term. So speaking of daily things you can get yourself into your long-term vision. Do you like to follow any particular morning or evening routines? Yes, I do. So, so I work morning. I work mornings at Starbucks, which is early, early, early mornings, as you know, because city brew. The opening uh, shift, absolutely. Yeah, love, love, love the those opens because it's like. <laughs> You have your whole afternoon and evening with a full day's worth of work. Uh, but I typically wake up sleeping in is like is me waking up at like between six and seven. Mm, uh, nice. I'll typically wake up and I'll thank God for what I have mm. because if you root yourself. If you root yourself in gratefulness for mm. the things you have, and so you're, you're naturally more joyful, you're naturally able to take hard times better. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So you root yourself in gratefulness for what you have now, learning to be content with that so that you can get away from the attitude that would say like i don't have enough you can't i have to be acquiring more and i have to get more or be better yeah i i have enough and enough for me today looks like me sitting on the floor with my computer in my lap talking to you <laughs> so good so is this part of like a a prayer practice you like to do in the morning yeah and then and then all I'll read a chapter to you. I'm very slowly going through the Bible cover to cover. I'll read a chapter in whatever book I'm reading. I'll read a psalm. Today I read Psalm 138 and then the proverb of the day. So I read Psalm. I read Proverbs 23 today and then i'll close with uh the armor of god uh which Mm. i paraphrase these days and then i'll go on oh and i'll do some centering prayer and meditation that sounds like a great way to start your day yep kind of kind of taking things and as they come and letting things go, mm-hmm. kind of focusing on the fact that like my circumstances and situations aren't always going to be the same, mm-hmm. but I can root myself here in this in these habits and routines. Yeah, you did say you like consistency more than change. Yeah. Well, I am conscious of the fact we're nearing the end of our time here. So I'm ready to ask you some closing questions. What are you currently reading? I am currently reading a book on Jackie Robinson from Mm. the perspective of his faith. So his faith had a lot more to do with him, his life, than a lot of people realize. 
what are you currently listening to? Let's start with music. What do you like to jam? I don't really know artists very much, but I do like I do like softer rock. Like the Lumineers, Mumford and Sons, that type hmm. of folky stuff. What about podcasts? What are podcasts you're into? I like to listen to a baseball podcast that's called that just like is very analytically minded toward uh, numbers and mm. how teams can get better. Nice. What did you say it was called? Uh, it is called the Ballpark and Dimensions podcast. What are you currently watching? Are you in the middle of any shows right now? I am currently watching uh, uh, an old Survivor season, and <laughs> I uh, am also watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Man, Zach, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you so much for signing up to be on the show. Thank you so much. It's been a delight to meet you and get to know you. To close us out on the podcast here, Zach, would you read our favorite quote? The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. Thank you for joining us. You can follow the Hennings on Instagram and Twitter at Stephen G. Henning and at Dixie Lee Henning. Our theme music is composed and performed by Stephen and Dixie Henning and was recorded, mixed, and mastered by Austin Smith. Our artwork is designed by Dixie Lee Henning. Find more of her work at DixieLeeDraws.com, at DixieLeeDraws on both Instagram and TikTok, and at DrawsDixie on Twitter. Welcome in, friends. This is Ravel. To Ravel is the same as to unravel, but we don't feel like we're falling apart. Every Wednesday, we pull on one thread at a time as we discuss our own questions about American Christianity. Sometimes we wonder if your dentist might be a cult leader and whether or not I can be a pastor. We tell stories about a pastor sawing a mannequin into pieces. Or sometimes we're just arguing about whether or not the Bible is satire. So follow Ravel if you're interested in questions like this too. Highline Media Network, normal people in normal places.